1: This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello everybody, welcome to the podcast and I am so excited to introduce you to Shemaine Nugent who we've been talking a long time about getting together and I'm just so thrilled that we can have a little sit down. Now I heard her be described by her adoring husband, Ted, <laughs> as the queen of truth, logic, and common sense. I like that. I, I did like too. That. I heard you on a Facebook live and he, and I said, I'm going to write that down. And uh, she has also got her own podcast here at Rogue Media. And uh, it is just a delight to get well, to visit you. with you. You have led such an interesting life, but our Commonality is you were a radio gal, worked in a radio
0: station uh, doing news in nineteen eighty, a long time ago. That was my first job doing the weekend news programs, eight a.m. Saturday and Sunday because nobody wanted those time slots in <laughs> college. Everybody oh, was yeah. out partying, and uh, so <laughs> we I always worked the bad shifts. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I I I really wanted to step into that. Uh, And I I was working my way there. I graduated from Wayne State University in Detroit with a degree in radio, TV, and film. My first job was in radio at a rock and roll radio station in Detroit. And I thought, okay, well, that'll be a stepping stone to TV. And then I met Ted. And I was the traffic reporter for a rock and roll radio station there. And he came in and filled in for the morning crew for an entire week. Oh, really? Yeah. So he
1: wasn't just a guest on a no, show. for I a thought...
0: week he hosted. Oh. And when you're with somebody for four hours a day, for <laughs> five days, you him. get to you get to know him. Yeah. And especially in radio, your job is to talk. So I got to learn a lot about him, that he didn't drink and smoke. He was a family man. And, you know, there wasn't a comment that you could bring up that he didn't have a way to respond to it, whether it was witty or funny or, or serious. He was very, you know, very smart, and intelligent, still is. And mm-hmm. so here I am, 33 <laughs> years later.
1: <laughs> so was it a whirlwind romance? Oh,
0: we met October 3rd, 1988. Yeah. We got engaged. Our first date was November seventh, a month later. Mm-hmm. We Where got What was in, it? Where'd you go? Uh well, we went to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We, uh, we went to the Sugar Ray Leonard, Danny Lalonde fight in Las Vegas. And I mean, we, we went to a couple of lunches here and there and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And he brought his kids, like I said, no, to go to, I'm not going to go to Las Vegas with a rock star. And I said, no. And it was interesting. He said, my kids are going. And I went. Okay, This should be safe. I'll go. Yeah, that should be safe. Yeah, I'll go. So, that was our first real date, and then we got engaged a month later at our office Christmas party, mm-hmm. and got married a month after that. So, and Anne, I wasn't even a rock and roll fan. I didn't know any when I met him. I didn't know any of his music, which was probably a good thing. Maybe it was a good thing. Some of
1: yeah. some of the some of the backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what a dynamic individual he is. Yeah. yeah. And uh very passionate about his beliefs and doesn't take anything off anybody seems like.
0: He is very passionate about but, but, so much a,
1: but kind too. I mean, he does he doesn't say I haven't heard, you know, some of the mean things. He's kind of responded. I know he had to respond yeah. to here we are talking a lot about Ted. <laughs> We're gonna get him on this podcast We are. So. We are. <laughs> but he, he's a fascinating fellow. Yeah. I know your um your marriage has just been really lots of fun in a lot of ways, but there's been a lot of really tough times yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, not marriage wise, but because of situations. Let's talk about your sick house and what you were going through when you were so very ill and nobody really knew what was wrong.
0: Yeah, about 20 years ago, my mm-hmm. our home that was featured on MTV Cribs was contaminated with toxic mold between the walls. We never saw anything. We just kept getting sicker and sicker. And this was back around the year 2000, 2002. Nobody could help me with debilitating migraines. Nobody. I went to dozens of di- different doctors. Like Ted went on his rock and roll tour. I went on the doctor tour. Oh. And I. it got to the point, Ann, where I got so sick I could barely walk up a flight of stairs. And I ended up having emphysema. And I ended up becoming my own investigative sleuth. And honestly, I think that's why I'm here right now. Because... I had to fight for my life and for my family's life. My husband got sick and so did our son. And you know, mm. when your kids are sick, you He'll know. Do you do do anything you yeah. can. So I cured us. Well, we're not completely cured. We never get completely cured of mold illness because there's so many other things that come up like mm. multiple chemical sensitivity. But I used alternative therapies or what they call functional medicine, like vitamin IVs, oxygen, and infrared sauna, I was doing that 20 years ago.
1: Wow. And you, they're just based on research that you were doing.
0: Yeah, as well, to- I knew that I didn't, I had two choices. I could go to the Mayo Clinic right. and they would probably, I asked what the protocol was and they would, well, this drug for that, which the drugs will just cover the problem. Right. The problem's still there. So really part of the reason that we're here in Texas is I found the Environmental Health Center in Dallas and I went there for almost a month, and, and Dr. Ray saved my life with, again, alternative remedies and old-school stuff. His goal was to get you off of the medication. So basically, these therapies that I was doing, even juicing and completely changing my diet, was detoxing me. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it, well, it's, it is a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. You have to, to take to that um. Address the issue. I know you say you, you had extreme fatigue, um,
0: yeah, it, headaches, and headaches, joint pain, aches, yeah, um, insomnia. I literally Ted and I couldn't sleep for a couple of years. Literally, we could we would lay there for eight hours or six or whatever and just get up and you know when you have a bad night's sleep, you know you you laid down right, but. The you lights never, weren't completely out. We no, didn't you get that good REM right? sleep. And we realized that when we traveled, in fact we were in London and we both which is a rainy city, you oh, yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, "Wow, there's mold there." Should be but mold, yeah. We slept great. And we when we got home, we we couldn't sleep again. And we had um temporary like uh, loss of memory. Like I would put back then we had the portable telephones. I would put the phone in the refrigerator and Ted put the milk in the cupboard and you know just really l- just little like things
1: mental total lapses.
0: Yes, just little wow. things that it wasn't like okay, you break your leg and I I really have to go to the emergency room. Right. They were just little things that caused you to doubt your sanity and also to doubt, you know, your health like I remember teaching I've been teaching group fitness since 1980 and I my son had a day where the parents could could come into school and show what they did. Mm-hmm. So I was going to teach my son's whole class about health and fitness and I was going to do a little workout with them. And I did. Well, 5 minutes into the class, I felt like there was an elephant sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. Mm, and I had like a heart attack. Yeah. City. And yeah. so it was little things like that that you would make excuses for. Well, maybe you're stressed or maybe you just didn't have a good night's sleep or whatever, but I did enough research and to find out that, you know, it was really our house that was killing us.
1: So how did you, did you finally just pull a board off the wall and go, there's mold?
0: Or how did you find that out? Well, we did find it about a year before we were doing some remodeling and uh, the contractor pulled up the carpet and and looked at the subfloor and said, wow, this is full of mold. We need to repair it. And I said, absolutely, of course. So we repaired it, had the house tested. And again, this was back in around the year 2001. And I was still getting the migraines after we repaired it. And the testing company there in Jackson, Michigan, it's a very, very small town. Not Jackson, we were actually outside of Jackson. And there wasn't, you know, they didn't know, they didn't have the tools or the technique to, or the education to Mm -hmm. learn how to test for mold that they do now. And they said, nope, we didn't find any mold, sorry for your problem. And I had it tested twice. And they still said there wasn't anything, but I still kept getting the symptoms. The problem was, and we find this all too often with builders, they didn't install the flashing properly around the house. So that indication of just pulling up the carpeting was one small piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. It had the mold had gotten through the air duct system and all throughout the house. So well, by it was the time tiny spores, it yeah. makes sense that it would just be everywhere. One mold spore is one one hundred the size of human hair, and its natural defense mechanism is to propagate a million times like a dead dandelion. So by yeah. that time, it was too far gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact your your house, you know, at that point it's like we've just gotta get out of here. So you decided to move to Texas. When? What year was that? 2003 Two thousand and thousand and three. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it was not too long. I mean, uh, after you moved here that I that I met you both yeah. and um you were doing a lot of uh the Zumba. Let's yes. talk about yes. The Zumba, because you know, everybody's heard it. Go ahead and explain what Zumba is in case there's somebody that doesn't know. So
0: Zumba is a dance fitness workout. And in my classes, I have a heavy emphasis on fitness because I like to get a great workout. But honestly, Zumba was the first thing that I I stopped teaching when I was recovering right. and at the Environmental Health Center. And after we moved here to Texas... There was a, a two-year period that went by that I didn't teach anymore. I was just trying to survive. Right. And we, Ted was on tour, and we were in Las Vegas, and I took a, a fitness class at a 24-hour gym. And I'm like, dance, fitness, okay, I'm going to try it. And I realized the whole time I was just smiling. And I, I came back, and I said, Ted, I'm coming out of retirement, and I'm going to teach Zumba. <laughs> so I brought Zumba back. I started teaching at the Y mm-hmm. here in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. and. Then I ended up, um, Zumba found out about me, Curves found out about me, and I ended up developing a program for both Zumba and Curves. And I got to pinch myself in, but I traveled all over the world teaching this program, Australia, London, Paris, Almost every state, Canada, and I just got goosebumps. Like that it, is so amazing. It, it really was it, such a blessing. Yeah, such a blessing. Yeah, we
1: were talking about you know the stories I love to highlight here on the podcast are people who, you know, see a need and say yes, you know, I'll 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 do what it takes, and then it grows into this amazing thing. Did you ever dream, you know? No, and, and you'd then you'd the, at this point, the you know?
0: funniest thing. So I started. Teaching Zumba about ten years ago, so when I was around fifty, and I uh, was—I remember—I was practicing my Zumba moves in front of the the mirror. You There's know, a just, lot of shimmy and, yeah. and shaking. And so my husband actually it was when I was forty-eight. My husband said was walking by, and we had been married twenty-some years by that time. He was walking by the, you know, my little area where I was choreographing my mm-hmm. my routines, and he said do you want to come up on stage and dance at one of my concerts? And I went, do you you know (laughs) what? He's never asked you to do (laughs) that. No. And at 48 years old, Anne, had I not gotten sick, I think I would have said, nobody's going to want to see me dance on stage at 48 years old. But because I got sick, I went, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) And then I started dancing at his concerts. And we were in uh, the Swedish Music Festival. Billy Idol was there, all kinds of You know, big celebrity music acts were there. Mm -hmm. And I danced in front of 60,000 people at almost 50 years old. So, yeah, (laughs) I just feel blessed.
1: Well, I I mean, you are such an amazing example of health and fitness. Um, And then to think about what you went through to get to this point and how much you learned. Of course, as a nation, we've gone through COVID. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about that on the way over. What do you, what? What did we do right in addressing that? And what do you think we did wrong? Oh, boy. And have you all gone through the whole COVID (laughs)
0: thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, the the good news is this has caused people to second-guess their health and not take advantage of their health and really to think about what they're doing, what they're putting in their body and maybe exercising more. And I think that's a good thing. I'm saddened that the cdc NIH, and nobody else really promoted taking vitamins and getting good old fashioned vitamin d from the sun working outdoors you talked about gardening mm-hmm. you know how good is that for the mind body and spirit right. you know so i th- i think this is a good well it's not a good thing a lot of people lost their lives oh, and, yeah. and our, our our worlds have been turned upside down no question mm-hmm but i think what we got right is that now we're focusing on our health more
1: oh i i i think really you're right about that and the fact that um people also kind of just reevaluated what they were doing mm-hmm. um with their free time and all that, that when we were kind of shut down and that that was a big shock i think
0: to the uh, america that oh, we knew yeah absolutely and you know, if you want to go down this rabbit hole, I think it was a good thing because parents now started to see what their kids were learning or not learning at school. Right. And through the Zoom, everybody knows what a Zoom is now. You <laughs> that know? Is sure. And that has been a great thing. <laughs> yes. I
1: think, I yeah. think, uh, you know, some of my ladies organizations and stuff that people are all over the state, you could really get a lot of work done with that. And we never had heard of, you know, Zoom. Right. But yeah, so that's one plus, I yep. think. But you know, and then a lot of folks. You know, I really like meeting in person. I think there's something about being able to to interact with folks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, of course, you know, churches, organizations, and so forth. I think there's been a, a kind of a shift, though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With what,
1: how people are prioritizing some of those things.
0: I agree, and I, it's like I said, I think there are parts of it that were a good thing, parts of it were very bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to hear more about wildly well which is your brand so we're Mm -hmm. going to talk more more about wellness when we come back And we're back with Shemaine Nugent, and uh, you are just such a, a dynamic individual. You do so many things. Um, I said, you know, being around you is like drinking from a fire hose. When I think about all the all the things you do, but I mean, you, you're a blogger, you're a podcast host as well. Tell me about your podcast.
0: Well, I just started doing audio-only podcasts because back in the day, five years ago. Podcasts used to be just audio only, but Mm -hmm. then really now that's more people are doing more video and audio only. So I've been doing videos. Actually, Ted and I have had, I think you know this, we've had our own TV show, on outdoor channel for 30 years. Right. So I've still been in the game, so to speak, and doing things like that and posting on social media. But you know what? I feel and like Time is of the essence, and I really feel God speaking to me and that, you know, our, our job is to share the gospel and to help other people and encourage other people. And so I do these programs like Wildly Well to help. It's kind of like a private coaching group, a little community mm-hmm. where we talk about faith. We talk about health, number one, for sure. Well, faith is number one, but health and also our mindset because, you know, I've worked with a lot of people over my 40-year-plus career in the health and fitness industry. People could look amazing and be in excellent shape, Mm -hmm. but they're not happy. No. And so we address that issue as well, and faith is a big part of that, so... Mm -hmm. That's the wildly well wild community that I do.
1: Yeah, and so you, you uh, have a your latest book is um, four minutes to happy. You kind of you kind of got a little four minutes thing going. Yeah, there's another book about
0: four minutes. Well, something about rock music. Yes, it's it, what happened was the four minutes to happy is the second edition of right. the four minutes a day rock and roll your way to happy. Rock and, and roll how, your way to happy. How right. that happened is I wanted to write about my story about how I got sick and almost died from toxic mold, but. Mm-hmm. Life got in the way, yeah. and I thought, I, well, I kept writing. One, literally one night, I went to bed, said my prayers, woke up the next morning, like literally my hands are like this. I'm old-fashioned like that. and um, Before I even opened my eyes, I had this message that I should write this book, Four mm-hmm. Minutes a Day, Rock and Roll Your Way to Happy, so it wouldn't just be about toxic mold. It would be about little things that people can do to change their lives in just a few minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Because getting started is is tough. Yeah. yeah so, so give me give me an example. So four minutes, let's say you want to learn a new language and oh, who has time to go through really? months That's, and months? Yeah. You start with four minutes, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> and you put it on your calendar. But here's the dirty little secret four minutes turns into 10 or 20 or 30. And the same thing with exercise or making great meals or at least better meals or preparing meals. And there's so many things. So in my books, I have written about the little things, 60 things that you can do to change your life in just four minutes a day. That is,
1: that's remarkable. I mean, it almost is like you, an inspiration, a divine inspiration you had for
0: this. It, it absolutely was. Yeah. And I felt like, literally, I wrote the book in three days. I told my <laughs> husband, I'm going to write this book. And I think that's part of it, too. Announcing that you're going to do something and sharing that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it feels like it's its a message from God. Mm. Now, so how can folks get the book. it's on Amazon, Amazon and okay. Barnes and Noble. Yep.
1: Yeah. If you Google your name, all kinds of things <laughs> come up, but especially the wildly well. So, I mean, that is, um, it's kind of a brand. How did you come up with a, I mean, I, I, I love the way Ted puts words together. Yes. I mean, I don't think anybody does it better. No. <laughs> I, mean, he I don't say wordsmith no, he is. on the fly. Yes, he is. <laughs> but but you as well, you know, and, and the whole wildly part kind of makes me think of the
0: outdoors and hunting. And so that's still a very big part of your life, right? Yeah, it is. And honestly, now more than ever, I'm proud to be a hunter and mm-hmm. proud to live off the land. We don't have to worry about the cost of meat at the grocery store, which I understand is exorbitant. So it's a very different lifestyle, and I kind of shied away from posting things on social media about that. But now I'm really proud to be, to bring home the bacon, so to speak, yeah. and be able to fry it up in the pan and to live off the land. And I think there are a growing population, a growing number of people who want to garden and learn how to be self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have your book,
1: Kill It and Grill It.
0: Great. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? recipe from that 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 experience from that in that book the coca-cola stew Uh and i got that recipe when we were in africa Mm. and what they did was they took this big squash it was like a white squash huge thing and they cut out all the seeds and everything and they filled it up with cream coca-cola oh my goodness and put the meat in there potatoes and carrots and things like that put the top back on it um, Tinfoil on it and literally covered it into the ground mm-hmm. um, where there were ashes underneath it, so right. it was slowly cooking, cooking the whole day. Yeah. And the, oh my word. the Coca Cola tenderized the meat and sweetened it, of course. And I think it's part partially being in Africa as well. Yeah. You know how do you how do you go wrong?
1: Yeah, uncle? well, you have had the opportunity to travel the world, um, as you say. Do you do you have like
0: a favorite destination? Oh well, Africa is one. London, yeah. I gotta love London. Uh, Paris, mm-hmm. um, in so many states, so many different states. I love meeting people and just being able to try different food. But yeah. ah, Paris, London, and Australia, Sydney, Australia was great too. Mm, I've never been to Australia,
1: but watch a lot of TV shows from there, and yeah, it's it's a beautiful. Country. You're from Michigan, though. Has it been a big shift to get used to
0: Texas? Michigan's pretty different climate-wise. It is, but honestly, when I got sick, I couldn't take the winters anymore. Mm -hmm. And I've always dreaded. It's five months of seeing gray skies and cold. And I, honestly, I don't mind the summers here. I don't spend a lot of time, you know, all day outside, so I don't have to deal with that. We have the luxury of having air conditioning, Mm -hmm. but um, I like it. I love Texas yeah, I'd I'd rather be hot than cold, yeah, me too. me too.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's a function of age or what, but I am a Texas girl, through and through. Um, you you have had a quite a, a charmed life in a way, or at least seems so to those of us looking from the outside because because you've just kind of grabbed life by the horns, as it were, no matter what you were dealt, and figured it out. Well, I think that's what women do,
0: don't we? We <laughs> do, so, you know, yeah. no matter where we're dropped, you know, and especially when you have a family and you have kids, you just you just try to make things work. And I also, you know, I think the hunting lifestyle has really caused me to, be, to think that way too mm-hmm. because I've seen a lot, I've met a lot of famous people, a lot of cele- people, a lot of celebrities and politicians and President Trump. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I think the hunting aspect of, of our lives bring us down to earth because for my husband, anyway, the deer don't care that he's a rock star. There's no special treatment. (laughs) So there's no red carpet or anything. We have to work hard at that. And it's, it's humbling. And I think that's really important. You know, I watched a a
1: Facebook live. Honestly, I do not stalk you, (laughs) but, but when your lives pop up, they pop up on my feed and uh, it was one evening, not too long ago. And there were some deer oh. coming to your feeder. Yeah. And you, you were talking so quietly. I and I thought, so I was trying to, <laughs> I don't want to disturb the deer. But they were they were so cute. And I thought, oh, man, you're, you know, well, you're providing
0: do, some sustenance for them. Well, we, we do have a feeder right behind our house. It's about uh-huh. 50 yards away. And I shoot a bow and arrow, so it's not within my range. But we do like to see them at first thing in the morning and and. Last thing before we go to bed. Yeah. And do you, I was, I get silly sometimes on my podcast and on my Instagram. I'm, I do dancing videos and things like that, but I was doing the Elmer Fudd, be very, very quiet <laughs> very, very as quiet. if, as if everybody watching wasn't <laughs> was it, quiet, no, you know, I've had no, people no. say that too. They were like, Oh, what is, what's going on? But it was, it was interesting because yeah. I just wanted to share it. Uh, there were two black buck antelope that were fighting each other Really, and they lock horns yeah. and it, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, you know, yeah. it's life. Well, it, of- it
1: is. And, and you really have a beautiful location and your views there of central Texas, right? I think I did post on that. Central Texas is yes, the best. I yes. mean, it, it really is a, a, a beautiful life that you've carved out. And I'd like to uh, spend the last few minutes um asking you some questions it's a questionnaire similar to the one that uh the late great james lipton would use on inside the actor's studio so it's my my take on it what is your favorite word
0: faith that's first thing that popped into my mind Mm -hmm. what is your least favorite word oh the one that starts with an f and ends with a k (laughs) me too
1: and it's becoming so much more common on
0: tv shows and stuff and you know uh, my husband swears i i have sworn a time or two before but just just like that word i just
1: would like to hear less of that yeah yeah i'm with you there what turns you on
0: creatively spiritually or emotionally teaching my fitness classes Mm -hmm. i mean when i i'm in front of these smiling beaming faces they're literally smiling back at me. We're sweating, we're working, we're dancing, we're having fun. There are men and women and all ages and all it's, it it, it buoys my soul. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. But then what turns you off conversely? Uh, negativity, um, people who really try to push your buttons and just try to be the negative Nancy's, you know, or down, Debbie Downers, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what sound do you love the most? My dogs. Really? I want to notice you identify as yourself dogs. as a mom, a wife, and yeah, a dog. Dog mom. mom. Yeah, my <laughs> dogs. I love. You know, my we have a, a a girl, a girl, a daughter, Sadie. Uh, she's she's one of our Labradors, mm-hmm. and we call no, her. Labs she's are our are wonderful yeah, dogs. So. She's got severe hip dysplasia, mm-hmm. so whenever I hear her whining, I, I literally it's like having a child. You're out of, mm-hmm. you know, and is she okay? Yeah. You know, what yeah. what can I do? Yeah. And I will tell yeah. you. She is wrapped around Ted's little finger like there is no tomorrow. I mean, that is his little girl. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I lost my place here. Let's see, where are you? Um, What is your least favorite
0: sound? Here we go. We were on sound. Oh, I would just say an ambulance, you know, sound of an ambulance. I always, you know, say a prayer for Mm -hmm. if there's an ambulance going by. Yeah. Yeah, right. What other profession would you like to have? tried? Um, you know, that's a tough one because there, I think throughout my life, there were times when I wanted to do different things, maybe wanted to be the next Diane Sawyer or that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And now I look at, there is no way I would have given up being a mom, being a stay-at-home mom. So I, I, you know, now I think God has put me here for a reason and if I'm, it's not like I planned on being married to a rock star. I didn't even listen to rock and roll music right. or being known as the mold lady. Yeah. But if God's put me here for a reason, then maybe I can help people. And that's all I want to do. That yeah. really, I feel that's our, our mission is in life is to find the thing that makes your heart sing and then share it with other people.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you, you have helped people. What do you know you would not want to do professionally?
0: Though? Um, probably be uh, a skydiver. Or a firefighter, mm, <laughs> or something. yeah, first responder of some kind, yeah, the, yeah, maybe something like siren, that. you know, like yeah. I don't like the sirens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Finally, what do you want to hear God say to you when you
0: arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. That's all. I'm. That's you know. People say, what do you want? You know, what do you want to do in life? What do you want? That's what I want. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Nothing else matters. I mean, opinions. I've learned. I've learned to grow thicker skin. I've been banned on Twitter for having a pro-Trump tweet. uh And, you know, people, there are haters. I've had death threats. But that is the most important thing that, that keeps me going, that I want to do, and we, we all make mistakes, and I do too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on a daily basis, I'm like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? But I, th- I feel so grateful that God has given me this opportunity health wise, especially, I'm so grateful for my health. Mm. And that's, that's the, the look I'm going for is to have God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, you are doing it well.
1: Thank Shemaine, you. thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And we're going to get Uncle Ted here. We, <laughs> we got to get him here because, uh, yeah, he is, he's just loads of fun. I love to hear from him too. I have to ask him these same question, but good. don't tell him. I
0: won't tell him. Don't tell him. Not tell him.
1: It's great being with you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central
0: Texas Life with Ann Harder.